Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm Craig Ansell, your host, on episode 59. It's our second part and final piece of how to run meetings effectively. If you're tuning in for the first time, make sure you go back to episode 58 and listen in. We covered a lot of key areas, including scheduling your meeting, agendas, how to handle interruptions, creating parking lot items, and I started talking about meeting minutes, the notes you take during the meeting. Go ahead and listen to episode 58 now. As we closed episode 58, we started to speak about starting your meetings on time. Since we've just spoken about starting your meeting on time, it shows effectiveness, organization, and strong control on your part. There's something that has happened to me that I'd like to share with you to help you get a boost on your future meeting setups. When you do start your meeting, again, most likely on time, you will likely have some late participants. There might be a sudden urge for you to welcome them and then stop the meeting, go back and recap because only a few seconds or a few minutes has gone by. As a best practice, I recommend against it. There may be people trickling into your meeting because their last meeting ran late, overall they were running late, or they had some type of last minute conflict such as a phone call or discussion in a hallway. You could be in a perpetual state of restarting your meeting. Now, if there's a particular attendee that is critical to the success of the meeting and they're late, you may want to take a brief moment, recognize that, and just catch them up to speed, or ask them if they need to be caught up to speed on any key topics as they go along, and they'll likely chime in. Plus, everyone should receive a nice, clean, crisp copy of your meeting minutes. Now, I like to stay positive when coaching, but I'll deviate here, listing a few mistakes I've made in hopes that you can avoid them. Plus, I'll state the solutions as well. Don't assume name spellings. Don't apologize for asking things. And don't take on or assign a majority of the action items yourself with the assumption that you can follow up later. What will happen is on the last part, you'll run out of time to complete them, and before you know it, you'll be behind and on to your next meeting in a perpetual downward spiral. So going back to those items, your meeting is full of subject matter experts. You might call them SMEs. Use them, communicate with them, and request ownership of actions. If you don't know people, Take notes on what people say when they introduce themselves. Write down their position and their responsibility during the meeting. Here's another pro tip. If you think of it and have time beforehand, research them briefly beforehand. Contact them, even if it's a 30-second or one-minute phone call, to introduce yourself, thank them for coming to the meeting, and just get a high-level overview of what they do, even if it's just their title. By doing this, you've done a couple of things that you're not aware of. One, you've broken the ice. You've introduced yourself so they're becoming comfortable with you. And also, you reduce any potential defensiveness 
for the meeting because they now heard your voice and feel a bit more comfortable with you. Once the meeting happens and you follow through on that time schedule to the best of your ability, you need to make sure you're taking notes. And as I mentioned, those are meeting minutes. I'll provide two free downloadable templates at my website, craigansell.com. You're welcome to modify them and use them in any way you want. They work anywhere and anytime you're taking meeting minutes, whether it's for personal use with a friend, contractor, business partner, or in the professional office environment or customer service where you need to track meetings, statuses, and hold people accountable. With regards to how the meeting minutes work, you're going to have your subject line, of course. For the subject line, I can think of two ways to do it. You can start it out with meeting minutes, colon, project X, and the date, or project X, meeting minutes from, and the date. The point is, keep it brief. Include the word meeting minutes, the date, and if necessary, the time, if you have more than one meeting that day, such as 9 a.m. or 3 p.m., and the topic or the project name or task that you're focused on. Then your intro will be something such as Dear All, followed by a list of the attendees. In between the greeting and the attendee list, just put a one-liner, just one short sentence which summarizes what the email is. Please find the meeting minutes from Project X date time as follows. The minutes from today's meeting of the Project X follow. Now, another pro tip about the attendees. If you don't know someone's name, don't assume you can spell it. You've got them on the call. Just ask them, hi, can you please spell your last name for me so I get it clearly? And then repeat it back to them, thank them, and move on. You also, as I mentioned, don't need to apologize. I'm sorry, I don't know how to spell your last name. Could you help me with that? I think that most people will typically be very receptive of the fact that you respected them and asked them to spell it rather than made a guess and possibly took the chance of spelling it wrong. Over my years, I have received emails, both internally, meaning working within my company, and externally, unfortunately, from some of my customers, where they corrected my misspelling, and it was of their last name. That was a sad day for me regarding the customer externally, and I'm not too proud of my internal mistakes either, especially working within a company. Most of us have access to our email Rolodex, and we can look up our company contacts or our company address book. So take it from me, mistakes made and lessons learned. By the way, earlier I mentioned not to apologize when you ask something of someone. There's a great reason why. If you want to know more about it, go back to episode 19. Don't start with an apology. There's some psychology involved, and I think you'll find it interesting. It might help you strengthen your communication, both in person and in email, going forward. Don't miss out. Now that you've got the intro, the attendee list, you want to go ahead and jot down the discussion points. You can use different techniques like I've shared in other podcasts, such as bulleted lists, numeric lists, or write brief sentences, whatever you're comfortable with. But avoid rambling on and try to keep to point and focus. 
Ideally, you would like meeting minutes that are only one page long, so they're not an eyesore. And when they get opened by people, they want to be read because it's quick and simple process. However, if meetings do last longer, it's natural for the minutes to be longer as well, and you feel free to adjust those based on your style, your personality, and the discussion points at hand. After the discussion points, I typically suggest action items. Now, there's at least two formats that can be done. However, it's very important to have an owner for each action, the person or persons that agree to take responsibility to complete that task or activity. Next, talking about the task or activity, the description. Over the years, myself included, have put down what I thought were very clear and understandable descriptions of actions. Only days, weeks, or months later, I went back to reference those actions and didn't understand what they meant. Make sure when you take descriptions for meeting minutes and your actions that they are clearly understood not only by you, the host, but also by those people that are responsible for their actions. If at all possible, during your meetings, try to save a few minutes and have it on your agenda, that's a key, to review the actions. That way, people will agree to their actions, be aware they're assigned to them, maybe even commit to a due date, which is a big win for you and for them, and then finally, ask them to read the action item with you so that they fully understand it. Does, is that clear to you, Joe, or do I need to rephrase that? What else? Let's see. We've covered the attendees, discussion points, action items, owners, a meaningful description, and due dates. Ah, the last thing I mentioned earlier, which popped into my head during recording this podcast, was parking lot items. They're fairly uncommon unless you're in multi-day, multi-hour meetings, but parking lot items are something that you put to the side, kind of like a parked car alone, and it's something that doesn't really belong in your subject, or rather in your discussion in your meeting, but it came up as an aside as a separate item somewhat related to what's going on. If you think that it's something that was very passionately brought up and has value that can be addressed outside your meeting, ask them, hey, I I understand what you're talking about. It doesn't really belong to this meeting, but would you be okay with me placing it in a parking lot item so that we capture it in the meeting notes and we can always go back to it outside this meeting, potentially having its own meeting to focus on? That's a great way to recognize someone's discussion point, even if it doesn't belong to your meeting. You document it, you get their agreement, and then you get to move on. By doing that, you kind of diffuse potential situations where the conversation has departed from your focus, and it shows the team that you're a strong leader by doing such. Well, let me take a look at my notes here. I think I've covered everything that I wanted to for the podcast title, How to Run Meetings Effectively. If you have any questions or comments about today's show, you can reach me directly Craig at CraigAncel.com. You can reach out to social media at CraigAncel for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. We're happy to hear from you. We always love to hear your comments and feedback. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And by the way, we have a lot of great content on our website, CraigAncel.com. There's a lot of free content as well. Don't forget to get on our email list because we have a lot of advanced information on upcoming shows. Sometimes some free content only available to our email subscribers. And you know in advance when we're releasing classes such as our Resume Masterclass. 
don't be left out in the dark and make sure you're prepared for your next interview, your next resume need. Go to craigansell.com and check out our site today. Thanks for listening to episode 59 of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast with yours truly, Craig Ansell.